This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. Perhaps nothing has changed more in our understanding of Parkinson's disease over the past decade than how we view the role of genetics. Researchers went from thinking genetics played no role to the discovery that a handful of rare mutations can either cause Parkinson's or greatly increase risk. But now, our understanding of genetics and disease is becoming that much more nuanced. We've really started to get a handle on finding parts of the genome that confer risk for disease. Dr. Andrew Singleton is a senior investigator at the National Institute on Aging and a scientific advisor to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. He says that very rare mutations cause about 2% of Parkinson's outright. But that's only part of the story. If you think of genetics in a more mature way, which is that there can be lots and lots of variants, lots of genetic variants that all kind of come together to to increase risk for disease. And I would say everybody has a genetic Mm. component to their disease. Now, I don't think that genetics is the only part of the story, but I think it's a, a major part of the story. What we're learning is that genetics isn't black or white that there are also much more common genetic interactions that won't necessarily cause disease in and of themselves, but do increase your risk. So we've come to think of a mutation as something deleterious, something that results in something bad. That's not really the definition of a mutation. So you can think of the Parkinson's disease mutations as extremely rare events that almost always result in disease. What we see at the other end of the spectrum is that there are common variants that are uh, very common in the general population that alter risk for disease. They don't Hmm. cause disease, but they increase your risk by 5% or 10%. It seems like you're neither all the way in or all the way out, that there is a continuity that exists in a particular genetic situation that would sort of lean you to various degrees? That's absolutely true. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, you know, there's a, a continuum from causal variants through to things that modulate your risk by very, very small amounts. And that's important because it tells us genetics may lead to therapies that have broad applicability. We already knew that purely genetic and non-genetic forms of Parkinson's share much of the same brain pathology. But the realization that genetic effects can also be subtle means that there is another common denominator. And that means solving the genetics riddle becomes that much more important in our search for a cure. In the context of genetics, implicating lots and lots of genes in a disorder allows us to try and tie those together. What we're really attempting to do is to figure out a network of effects, a network of how genes interact with each other, to come up with almost a pathway that leads to disease. And Singleton believes that we're a lot closer to discovering where that pathway leads. I'm really excited about the genetics work we're doing. I think that we've made an enormous amount of progress in the last 10 years, and our progress is getting quicker and quicker. I'm really excited about starting to translate those findings into ultimately a, a cure. I'm sure we can get there. I, I wouldn't do this job if I didn't think that. That's a, a really cool thing. And to learn more about the Parkinson's genetics connection, sign up to participate in our September 24th webinar, where a panel of experts, including Andy Singleton, will respond to your questions and discuss this topic in more detail. Learn more at michaeljfox.org. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.